I will never take Domas's play for granted ever because you know it's what he's doing is not normal. Um, I love JaVale McGee and I really wanted him on this team, but Alex Lynn is the clear answer at backup center. I do not want to see JaVale McGee play any more minutes. Um, and another thing I took from the conference, the press conference, was, uh, you know, I love this quote from Monty, and this isn't his exact quote, but he said, you can't improve your team if you subtract players that are a key part of your strengths. So it's like, yeah, if we had to get a player during the trade deadline, we'd have to give somebody else up that actually helps us. So if we give that up, maybe we improve one area, but then we get really poor in another area. Welcome to the Sports Ethos Kings cast. It's daily. Joined by my co-pilots, Liz and Naima. What's going on? What's up, y'all? Hey. Here we go. First quarter, Uncle Keegs draws a charge. Herder and HB punch in threes. Sasha Vizankov hits a three. Monk makes a steal and a three in the final seconds. 35-32 Nuggets. Second quarter on defense, Fox and Lynn trap Jamal Murray into a bad pass turnover. Also on defense, Davian checked Ridge Jackson and forced him to miss a turnaround J. Domas hit a three off a of Fox assist. Herter breaks up an alley-oop to AG at the end of the quarter. 67-57 Kings. Naima and Liz, first half reactions. Yeah, I was I was kind of tuning in halfway because I had to do a meeting with some stuff for school. But uh, I liked how, you know, Keegan was being aggressive, really. Yes, he wasn't hitting his shots right off the bat. I think he missed, like, his first, like, three or four shots. But then he kind of got in a gr- uh, rhythm. But I do love how he impacted the game by drawing a charge. Because, again, if you ain't scoring, you got to impact the game some other way. Uh, I love how De'Aaron Fox is being aggressive on defense. Sabonis doing his thing as well. So uh, great first half. You go up by 10 um, and then, you know, come out aggressive the second half as well. Yeah, I just really love the fight back from the Kings after going down, was it eight or nine points in that first quarter? And, you know, Malik absolutely came off the bench on fire. It's like he made, he, he just had a great game overall, but he really kept us in that, First quarter, um, after that buzzer three at the end of the first, Keegan was playing well, Fox was playing well. What can I say about Domas? He seems to always be playing well, but it was just solid. Um, and Sasha, Sasha played well as two. Um, he had a couple threes, you know, to keep the game close, tied it in the uh, beginning of the second. So, yeah, just overall, uh, the Kings were just, you know, humming on offense and defense was good as well. So, holy shit, guys. Do we actually root for the Lakers tonight since they're beating the Pelicans right now? That's weird. I don't know if I like that. Can we do that? No. I mean, we don't necessarily just have to root for them, just have to root for the loss, um, losing of the Pelicans. <laughs> okay. So, we just um, hate. We could hate on the Pelicans right now, but fuck the Lakers. Yeah, we hate both teams. I mean, if it was up to me, they could just tie every game. I mean, that's fine because then that would just <laughs> fuck them up completely. But, yeah, no, we're not rooting for the Lakers by any means. But, yeah. you know, if – if the Pelicans lose, we're rooting for that, yes. Yes, super conflicted. Uh, moving forward, third quarter, back-to-back steals that end up in back-to-back De'Aaron Fox layups. Keegan finds Domas at the rim for a dunk. Super good look there. Uh, HB hits a turnaround fadeaway on the baseline. Kings up 18 at the end of the quarter. Fourth quarter, Alex Lynn gets an offensive rebound and put back. Monk splashes in a three. 
Kings up 28. Coach Mike Malone throws in the towel with nine minutes and change to go. Also, I just want to add Kessler Edwards. It's two threes from the opposite corners. Kings win 135 to 105. Like the beam chance started around three minutes to go in the game. Uh, wonderful night, yo. That's all I got to say. I just want to say shame on every voter and shame on every coach that did not vote Domas as an all-star. How do you watch him play and, you know, go up against Jokic and you're like, these he, Jokic is clearly an all-star, Domas is an all-star, but he's not this season because voters don't know how to vote. Anyways, Domas had a great game, another double-double, another triple-double. I feel like we're just, you know, repeating the same thing over and over again. And I I will never take Domas's play for granted ever because, you know, it's what he's doing is not normal. That's why not everyone in the league is doing it. So, yeah, I just love how we, um, you know, continue to put a, a foot on the gas. Like everyone was just playing well. The bench again came in and played well. Alex Len, after not playing, what was it, like eight straight games, he came in and, you know, he did his thing. Um, it was really nice to see, like, after obviously it was a – blowout um to see like Kessler Edwards get minutes Davion uh Kobe Jones as well so yeah just an overall great win after a disaster loss on Wednesday where everyone was freaking out <laughs> of course um but especially I, I understand the Denver Nuggets were on a uh back-to-back and they didn't have like two players however that's how you you know make a statement that's how you win a game and I know Monty's like laughing in his office going like See, this is exactly why uh, I didn't, like, freak out and, like, you know, leverage our future um, just because maybe uh, we we lost a game that we should have won or, you know, everyone else is better. I think he believes in this team, and I wish more Kings fans believed in our team. I understand the West is absolutely tough. Teams are extremely tough to beat uh, night in and night out, but, um, you know, rocking with this team until the end. Yeah, I agree. I mean, just to kind of recap the second half, uh, De'Aaron Fox just continues to be an absolute tear on defense. Um, he had five steals tonight, which is absolutely insane. Uh, he, you know, yes, his scoring obviously wasn't at a, you know, high rate tonight. But hey, if you're doing what you're doing on the defensive end, getting some steals, getting yourself some easy shots, not settling for the three, uh, I am all for it. But yeah, putting him away basically with, you know, nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter and, you know, allowing you know, your starters to get some nice rest, you know, um, because we're going to be back on the road for the next four before the all-star break is a plus as well. And then I will say, um, I, I love Mark Jones and, you know, when he said in the broadcast, I don't know if anyone caught it, but I sure as hell did. Uh, he said, you know, he compared with Denver, you know, how them building their championship team was not overnight. And I just love that he says that because, Again, this is how the this is how this process goes. We're not going to be a championship contending team overnight. Uh, you know, this is a process. So again, trust Monty McNair. We have to trust the process. Uh, so everyone, calm down on your damn timelines after yesterday. But yeah, getting a win against the you know defending champs don't matter if they're on a back to back because again, we have played back to backs and it ain't ever an excuse when we're on our back to back. So getting that win is important. Let's just go out and uh, handle this road trip um, with four games to go before the All Star break. And this is what we want, right? We want Fox and Domas not to play heavy minutes. And we want to share the ball. We want to have seven kings and double figures like they did tonight. Um, 
and I could care less about scoring titles. I could care less if, if you know, De'Aaron drops a 30-piece or Domas has a triple-double every night, even though he can, almost with ease sometimes. But this is perfect, especially when we're going on a long uh, road trip, like you said. Fox playing less than half an hour. Domas only playing 30 minutes. This is perfect. And I love that everyone stepped up. I just posted, uh, Jill just tweeted in the Jumbotron about, you know, the team smiling and enjoyment. Just remember, guys, um, the trade deadline is a stressful thing because you never know if you're getting moved. You have to move across the country in a matter of seconds, in a matter of days. Um, That's stressful. That definitely weighs on a human being. I get it. It is a business. They do understand that. But they are also human as well. And then I also do want to say, because I forgot to mention, um, I love JaVale McGee and I really wanted him on this team. But Alex Lynn is the clear answer at backup center. I do not want to see JaVale McGee play any more minutes. Um, Alex Lynn, he plays in more control within the offense. He does all the little things you need him to do when he gets his minutes. So, yeah, Alex Lynn 100% deserves to play the rest of the season as a backup center. And I think it's going to happen since the trade lane deadline is over. So I think we're good. Uh, I'm glad that we, we paid the vibe tax and that's over and done with. No more distractions. Ben, how are you? Daily, I'm feeling incredible and I'm just taking a big um, yeah, breath out, uh, exhaling after just the, the, toxi- the toxicity over the last fucking three days surrounding this team. Um, I just, everybody's just up in arms about, about this bloody trade deadline, you know, and, and I'm the first person to be on the, on the trade machine. You know, I'm looking for Bay. It's not I'm trading blokes out because I think they suck. I'm here looking at looking for players and you know that, that fit our teams that, that that don't fit on other teams and for everybody like up in arms about the, the trade deadline like it was you go through any of those marginal moves that was made over the deadline and I challenge anybody to to bring up one of those deals that the king should have should, should have outbid okay now a lot of those deals were going for early seconds we don't have an early second we got that portland one Okay, for next year, but every all those other seconds that were got, well, those one seconds that were going, were, were were better than the picks we had. Now, what do you do? Do we want to pay three seconds for an expiring veteran in Royce O'Neill to make our team better for for this season when he can just walk in the off season? No, you don't. Okay, do you want to give up give up two seconds for for an unknown player in Fontecchio? No, you don't. Why are you giving up two seconds for that when you've got guys like Colby Jones, you've got Kester Edwards, you've got Keon Ellis, you've got Davion Mitchell, you've got guys who are getting spot minutes constantly on this roster and, and what, you're, you're going to give up on them and, and trade away multiple seconds for for un, other unknown guys? Like It just it just didn't didn't make sense. Now, let, let, let's, let's talk about the deadline because last season – what happens? We stay pat. We don't make a move. We 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 get a guy, Kessler Edwards, a twenty-two year old guy at a position of need. We bring him onto the team. He's still on the roster, and the Kings go on a seventeen and eleven run to finish the season. Now, I, I don't know. Did, did people forget that? Because all I could see in, in in the timeline was people blowing up, saying, "Oh, the Kings have done it again. Monty's done it again. They haven't made another move." Last time I checked. We didn't make a move last year, and we finished the third bloody seed in the in the Western Conference. So, so, so what's the issue? You know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah, we're the Sacramento Kings. We we can't be giving up second round picks for expiring veterans who just walk away in the off season. Okay, we we aren't players in the buyout market, and, and we're not we're not big players in in free agency in, in in recent history. You know, we've been good now, and we can probably get some guys now. But but when we're trading, when you're trading seconds for for guys, you need to you need to trade them for guys who actually have long-term con- contractual control. That's why the Duarte move made sense. You trade two seconds for a guy on a rookie deal who you have the restricted free agency rights for. That's a smart move. Okay? Like, Duarte hasn't panned out. That, that, that's another story. You want, to talk about the de- you want to talk about deadlines where the Kings made a bunch of moves? Okay, let's talk about the Dave Yagi year. Okay? We trade away Shumpert. We, br- we bring in Alec Burks. We, we bring in Harrison Barnes. Now, we were... We were on the way to the playoffs, and then after that deadline, we made a bunch of moves that were probably unnecessary, and the team chemistry was completely out of whack. Team went to shit. We we we, we, we were the ninth seed. We missed out on the playoffs. So, you know, people think Monty McNair's not out there trying to make moves. It's ridiculous. The dude has made moves. He's made smart move after move. He was the executive of the year last year, right? And and it wasn't just people on Twitter that you were hearing it from. You were listening to some of the podcasts. You were listening to some pretty respected Twitter folk as well who, who were just coming across with just absolute crap, you know? Monty McNair knows what he's doing. If you look at the if you look at the, what happens after the deadline, you get into a playoff-like rotation. It gets trimmed down. You're down to nine or ten guys. Okay, there was a lot of experimenting with that roster and that rotation pre-deadline. After the after the deadline, I promise you, there's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot more consistency for those guys playing. And when you've got those five guys who finished the game today, who are all defensive tone setters, you know, backing up the rest of the roster. Okay, it's going to hold the rest of these guys accountable. I'm, I have a lot of faith in this team to to make a run towards the um the playoffs now. Um. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to get off now. That's enough out of me. But yeah, I was I was hot. I was hot daily. Like some of the shit I seen yesterday was just so so toxic, man. Right on, Ben. And uh, thank you so much for that. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, say real quick. Um, shout out to Trey Lyles. He has been so 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 good as of late. He's just doing, you know, the right things, hitting his threes. Um, yeah, so it's just been amazing watching. You know, him come back from injury, you know, he was off to obviously a slow start, struggled uh, for quite a bit there. But he's, I think, really, really found a rhythm coming off the bench. So shout out to him. Chef Murray, thanks for coming through. What's happening? Yo, what up, guys? Long time. I just wanted to say it was a badass game. Got to make it in person. See the first beam in person. All the the squad is playing good. Once Alex Lynn got in there, just started dominating. Trey Lyles was a dog. And, uh, man, Sabonis was just bully and jokage. So, man, it was a great game. Glad to see Malik Monk didn't get that bad uh, injury. It looked like kind of nasty in person. But, man, good way to end the last night at the crib. Light the beam. So, Chef Murray, uh, where'd you fly in from? Seattle. Oh, shit. Nice, nice. Well, congrats. Uh, I'm glad the trip was worth it for you. And um, Because I saw your travel tweets, and and I thought that was cool that you were flying in. Thank goodness you got to see the beam live. Oh yeah, man, this is great. Great day, going to be a good weekend. Yeah, are you uh, heading back or are you going to stick around? We're going to be here till about Sunday morning. Hit the flight and then be home to watch Super Bowl. 
do you already have your uh, your itineraries which of what you want to do in Sacramento? You have family? What's going on? No, we're we're still kind of checking it out. So if anybody's got any suggestions, you can hit us up on you know hit my DMs or let us know if there's anything good you recommend. Right on, right on. Uh, congrats, man. Yeah, I, I've only seen the beam once. Uh, that was after game two, and and yeah, the beam is truly a religious experience. Uh, congratulations, yes, sir. Yeah, thanks, guys. Scott, how are you? I'm good, guys. I'm good. Um, I was actually I don't was I even in the last game? I don't remember. Uh, but anyway, no, you you said, hey, I don't have time for silly takes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, so what are you talking off, about? Man, I was so turned off by. By Twitter, by the time uh, the spaces even started, I was like, I don't have the mental capacity tonight. Do you uh, know what, Scott? Honestly, <laughs> we 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 talked to a lot of people off the edge, man. Uh, a lot you know of people were like, "Yo, I feel better." What's yeah, up? I told you today I was going to listen to the podcast, and I did, and it, and it did. It sound great. Uh, I was I was surprised. I, I'm sorry I didn't get in. We appreciate but that. I, I want to throw a couple things out there, and I'm going to try and be short because I got a scratchy throat tonight. So, a um, uh, couple things. We've talked, I, I know I've said it, about how this team has continued. It's been one person, right? One person's going off almost every night. But it's not one person, two people. You know, it's not It's not a collective couple of people going off every night. This is the first night that everybody, in my mind, kind of went off. Even though you're not seeing the 30, 40-point games, everybody – is is was having a great shooting night at the the one thing i was really impressed with tonight was the ball movement ball movement was crisp it was it was on point um they looked energetic like they they just had the energy in their legs it looked like they had their legs underneath them um the the coming off the screen cut to the rim was uh was it was hard and t- and on point um and we didn't we certainly didn't see that against the pistons and and I think we we definitely didn't see that a couple times on the road trip, and and I think that has to do a lot with what we've all talked about is you know that road trip was hard. Uh, you know everybody wants to say you know oh, they got a day's rest before the Pistons game. Well, you know what they traveled three freaking time zones, and and played what did they did they play like three and four nights or something like that. Like it's just you know what I mean they they were tired. And even though you come home and you get to sleep in your own bed, you know, it's, it's, you come home late and then you don't really have a day off and then they're right back at it. They weren't ready. Like they weren't, you know, look, no excuses. You got to beat a Pistons team period. But I think we're, we all need to understand also that Pistons team, that record doesn't reflect on how they play, but we'll move on beyond that. Um, Sabonis awesome tonight i think it was just absolutely wonderful um and i think he's uh he just continues to impress um i love watching him play i love how hard he works i I think uh um he is showing the league right now even though they don't want to pay attention he's showing the league they've certainly made a mistake with the all-star uh selections um lynn i am so done with the javel mcgee project the reason that I love and I, and I want to see Lynn in so much more is the guy does all the little things that matter. Uh, you know, he's not running around like a chicken with his head cut off. He, he is under control. He sets those screens. He does the little things. He's, he's at the rim trying to – he may not block a bunch of shots, but he's right there. 
He stands tall. He's he's altering shots. He's closing out on uh, on doubles, forcing turnovers with Fox or Monk or whoever's out there doing the doubles. Uh, you know, he was really effective tonight. Not to mention he poured in 11 points on top of that. Uh, it's, that's why we need to see Lynn in more. It's not a matter of, of whether McGee is faster or can hang with the other guys. It's it's the little things that McGee doesn't do that Lynn does that unlocks this deep, this offense. And and I think it's so crucial. Um, and, and really, I mean, that's it, man. It just was a great, complete game. I think we've been waiting to see this for so long. And, uh, and I think we finally got to witness what this team's true potential is tonight. Um, and hopefully we see it, it moving forward. They look like they were, uh, they were renewed tonight. They look like they had a whole bunch of new energy and hopefully we see a lot of that moving forward. Scott, what's up? It, this is, this is what I mean, Liz kind of beat me to it. I don't think I, I'm, I'm, I'm with her based on what Monty said today, um, which is, which is kind of what I wanted to talk about, uh, earlier is, um, I don't think they're going to make any buyout moves. Um, you know, you've got Sasha, who um, I, we all know Sasha can shoot. That's evident. Um, Sasha needs minutes to hone in the other little things, um, the staying in front of the defenders, how to play defense a little bit better. Um, I think he's he's active. He's he's quick. He's got he's got a lot more energy than I thought he would. Um, yeah, I like watching him play. Um, Kessler's kind of coming along with his his shooting. Um, and we all know he can play defense. Um, I think with uh, them converting Ellis, uh, that was a big that was a big move, a telling move to me. That I don't think they're going to do anything else. Uh, and and I think I, I'm personally I'm okay with that. Um, you know, one of the things that stuck with me today, what Monty said. You know, uh, I, I'm always on the radio shows during the day with the YouTube channels. And uh, chat rooms always, you know, they were everybody, of course, as you can imagine, was losing their minds. Um, but one of the one of the things that I kept hearing was, uh, you know, everybody wants Monty to to uh, answer the question, well, why didn't we do anything? I thought Monty answered the question perfectly today. Uh, you know, he said that you know he they believe in this this core, they believe in this team, and quite frankly, they weren't they weren't willing to spend more than what they thought these players were worth. They went out and valued these players. And they weren't willing to spend the equity that we that he's you know the chest that he's uh, replenished um, for the future. We have the the, the new collective bargaining agreement, and um, and I think what's going to end up happening, and this is just my sarcastic view on it, is all of these teams who are trying to get better, all these teams who are spending all these draft picks and and spending all this money, making all these trades. In two or three years, if they haven't won a championship, all those teams are going to start crumbling. And all those teams are going to have – they're going to be in cap hell and and have financial, you know, horrors, horror stories. And we're all going to be standing here going, you know what, Monty was a genius because he's now replenished all these first-round picks, second-round picks, and uh, and he's, he's built this team slowly to a success, successful, long-term winning team and and that's the process. That's the process we need to continue to trust. And and I for one am not wasn't upset at all yesterday. I personally had my popcorn ready for all the heads to explode, just like I knew they would. Um, so again, trust the process. I don't think he's going to make any moves. I think this roster is what it's going to be. Um, if he makes anything, I'll be shocked. 
And as a matter of fact, and I, I don't have anything to confirm this, but I thought I saw earlier on Twitter somewhere that uh, they're expecting Dimwitty to re-sign with Dallas. Um, but I, I don't have any there. I didn't see any like woes bombs or anything like that just to confirm that. But uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I actually so. think he might sign with LA. He was actually at the LA and uh, Lakers and Pelicans game tonight, sitting with uh, okay. Blinka well, and his agent. So I think, I mean, I feel like it would be smarter for him to go to Dallas, but I, I personally think he's going to sign with uh, the, the Lakers. Yeah, probably. But uh, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think, uh, I don't think he's going to be within reach of, for us. And I don't think that he's going to want to come here, but yeah, uh, Anyway, that's all I got. Um, I'm actually going to go to bed. <laughs> I'm not feeling well, but uh, uh, nice talking to you guys tonight. Thanks again for doing this. You guys are all great, and uh, what a what a wonderful win tonight. Thank you. Thanks for the kind words, Scott. Uh, have a good night. So, yeah, can you imagine uh, just being one of the, I would say there's like four to six teams that are actually in win-now mode, and it's a shark tank. This league is literally a shark tank. You have all these teams – that are either really elite or pretending to be elite. And if you don't win that chip within the next two or three years, uh, and, and you gave up six or seven of your draft capital, it's crazy. That's a lot of stress. And, uh, you know, I don't think that's a great position, uh, especially if you don't win at all. Um, and another thing I took from the conference, the press conference was, uh, you know, I love this, quote from Monty, and this isn't his exact quote, but he said, you can't improve your team if you subtract players that are a key part of your strengths. So it's like, yeah, if we had to get a player during the trade deadline, we'd have to give somebody else up that actually helps us. So if we give that up, maybe we improve one area, but then we get really poor in another area, and it just didn't make sense. So for me, that was the main thing. Liz, any last words? Uh, I will say I'm just going to, you know, go enjoy the rest of my Friday night. I think I'm going to partake eating some empty calories, you know, shout out to Monta Sabonis for just being such an empty calorie man. Uh, yeah, he's just the best. Um, but yeah, light the beam. Let's get a win on Sunday. Oh, and, and Liz, Super Bowl predictions. What's up? Uh, gross. Um, I mean, that's like my worst nightmare matchup, and especially because it's being played in my like team's home stadium. Uh, I mean, personally, I really do not want to see the Chiefs win another because they are in the division as my team. Uh, and I would prefer the Niners win. I know that's gross, um, but like we're not in the Barry anymore. But I like, I just, you can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. So I just have a feeling they're going to take another Super Bowl and I'm just going to be sick. So, so yeah. how sick are you when you see all the cuts to Taylor Swift if the Chiefs win? Back and forth, Kelsey's going to be holding the football, maybe the trophy. They have that speech on your home stadium. Are you are you just going to be hating life for a little bit? No, I mean Taylor Swift. I that whole thing, like I let the girl live. Like she's just there supporting her man. Like that's just like weird to me that they're like involving her so much. Well, she'll be um, in Tokyo, by the way. She has a concert. Yeah, no, she's. Yeah. I think she's going to make it back. Like because the way people were like literally. Like someone mapped the whole thing out. I saw a tweet about it. So she's actually going to be back, like probably in Vegas, if like all works out right by tomorrow night. So shout out to her for doing that because that's absolutely crazy. Um, but yeah, if you can get you a Taylor Swift in your life, then you're doing very well in your life because that is a supportive girl. Um, but yeah, no, I don't really care about Taylor Swift. She's just there supporting her man's. So let her do her. Uh, but yeah, I'm just gonna be sick uh, watching the Chiefs just 
like do that. I mean, they're already like in our locker room, um, which is gross. Uh, yeah, no, it's just, it's gross, but I'm happy, you know, we're going to have Usher performing for the halftime show. I'm an absolutely diehard. I love Usher. Uh, there's been, you know, rumors that, uh, Alicia Keys and my boo little John are there. I know exactly. We already discussed this on our podcast. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited for the halftime show because like, let's be real. Usher is like the king of R and B. Um, sorry if no one, like everyone disagrees with me, but that's just my take because he is the absolute best. So I'm just excited for the halftime show. Like very, very excited. Uh, Super Bowl is the greatest thing. Cause I get to eat trash. I swear to God, dude, we, we bought so many yeah. trashy ass chips. I got a DiGiorno's croissant pizza, like for no reason. Uh, it's on and popping, yo. Uh, uh, I'm going to eat like a, a dipshit. Uh, I swear to God, I care less. It's a Super Bowl. I That's what you too, do. Yeah, I think too, like, they just need to make Monday like a national holiday because like realistically, like everyone calls in sick on Monday after the Super Bowl because everyone's like hungover and like whatever. So it's like, why make people work when you know they're just going to call in sick? Like personally for me, when I was working, I always requested that day off because one, why not? And then two, like I didn't have to be there when everyone else called in sick and deal with it. So yeah, no, they need to make it a national holiday. You guys are the best. We really appreciate you coming through and, and thank you for making us a part of your evening. Um, good day, good night, and light the beam. <laughs>